This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. My name is Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino, and I am here with actually my very first episode, solo episode of 2020, and I am bringing back my my series of the Amity Phil Horror, where I will, where I will talk to you guys about a super creepy, haunted, or just messed up spot from the history books, and I have a really, really fun one to talk to you guys about today. I did kind of slack off on this series towards the middle to end of the year. There was just so much going on in terms of content with films and TV and everything that Eric and I were covering. So this kind of got put in the back burner, but I am committed to bringing this series back as much as I can in 2020 because it's something I'm really, really passionate about. And I think these are stories you guys are going to enjoy hearing. I got some pretty positive feedback from them from last year. So hopefully in 2020, you guys will continue to enjoy this content. I will uh, say I did not mention this on Monday's episode of what did I miss, um, but I am fighting a cold. So if you, if (laughs) I will do my best to edit everything out, but if you hear some long breaks or me just get winded, um, it's because I'm a little under the weather. So (laughs) bear with me, please. um, But yeah, before I get started into today's topic, I want to make sure that you guys are subscribing to our podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Play, Anchor, Podbean, and I don't. I think I mentioned Pandora. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I mentioned Pandora. And um, uh, yeah, so and also you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either the Wait For It Podcast or Wait For It Pod. So if you have any feedback for us or just want to talk to us on social media, hey, get at us right there and we may even reward you with some really cool prizes which is we have been known to do so what is this week's episode about well you probably already know because you see the title and you clicked on it um, but we are con- we are talking about the lollarie house in uh, new orleans louisiana so it's either lollarie house or lollarie mansion either one of those two will suffice some of you may recognize madame lollarie from a season of American Horror Stories. They used her character as well as this home in one of the, and I think, I can't remember, a couple seasons back. Um, Now, of course, that show did take some liberties as Hollywood always does. So what I'm going to give you here, guys, is just as as many facts as I can about the time that was spent and the just horrific things that were done within the walls of this home. And let me tell you, before I get into it, guys, if, if you are squirmish in any way and you don't like really gory details, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not the episode for you because I'm going to get into some specifics in terms of the conditions that the that the slaves were found and kept in and it gets pretty pretty graphic so if that's not something you're into i suggest you leave now and then come back later or listen to last uh, this monday's past episode of what did i miss that's a little bit more tame than what this is going to be but if you are still here uh, the lawlery mansion is located 1140 royal street in new orleans louisiana um, I, get, I got my information from a few different sources, uh, ghostcitytours.com, as well as uh, nationalgeographic.com. And then I also got some information from Kendall Ray on her video that she did about this about a year ago on her YouTube page. And Kendall Ray, she is the co-host of the Mile Higher podcast, which I've talked to about talked about quite often here on this podcast. It's one of my favorites. And uh, her and her husband, Josh, do an awesome job. And uh, if you're into stuff like this, conspiracy theories, 
um, creepy, creepy stories, uh, true crime. They're, they're a very good podcast to check out. So shout outs to them. Now, the LaLaurie Mansion. What is what went on there? Boy, uh, I don't even know where to start. We're gonna start with a little bit of history about her. Now, she may very well be and I'm, when I say she, I'm talking about Madame LaLaurie may be one of the first ever female serial killers that we know of. Once I, as I mentioned, once I get into the details of what she did and and, and how she treated uh, the slaves that she had in her quarters, um, boy, it's, man, it is gruesome stuff. Uh, so um, I'm going to read a couple of things here from ghostcitytours.com. If you've read anything about the ghosts and hauntings in New Orleans, there's no doubt you've heard about the LaLaurie Mansion. It is one of the most popular stops on our New Orleans ghost tours. Sometimes people in the city won't even call it that, choosing to refer to 1140 Royal Street as just simply the haunted house. Uh, fact is, New Orleans in New Orleans, the two are one and the same. Shows like American Horror Story, like I mentioned, have made an already infamous location much more notorious. So what makes people so intrigued by the LaLaurie Mansion? Why is it that on any given night, people can be spotted standing around, snapping photos of the building, to say nothing of the number of ghost tours that crowd the cracked sidewalks, huddled around a guide who speaks of medical experiments and torture? It might have something to do with the ghost stories and the accounts of the hauntings at the LaLaurie Mansion. Or it might have something to do with the tragic events that caused the hauntings in the first place. Before we get into the ghosts and the hauntings, though, which are widely reported at the LaLaurie Mansion, we're going to start by telling you a little bit about who Madame LaLaurie was. Madame LaLaurie, she was she was no stranger to tragedy. It seemed like it seemed like it followed her around wherever she went. She had been married three times, and the first, her first two husbands, without getting into too much detail, they both died under some questionable circumstances. Um, but of course, it was her third and final marriage in 1825 that caused the most controversy. Um, she married Leonard Louis Nicholas LaLaurie. And I will, uh, Louis, sorry, uh, Leonard Louis Nicholas Lallery. He was a transplant from France. He was a physician, although today he may be considered more of a chiropractor. Their meeting was not pure happenstance. Um, one of Delphine's daughters from her second marriage had some deformities along her spine and was subsequently ill. So Louis Lallery was hired to cure the young girl. Um, using all sorts of metal equipment that looks quite torturous. Uh, Daphne's daughter was not cured, but Daphne was enamored with the physician, despite, I'm sorry, Daphne, Delphine was enamored with the physician, despite the fact that she was nearly 20 years his senior. Letters showed that LaLaurie departed New Orleans for France, and that it was his brother who persuaded him to return. After all, Louis had had impregnated Delphine. Nothing else could be done but to marry her. So back in, so in 1831, that's when they purchased the property at 1140 Royal Street, and where the, she would live with her, uh, with her, with LaLaurie and two of her children. Now, the the marriage was not necessarily a happy one. However, neighbors overheard the couple fighting and arguing profusely, and it was almost unsurprising to them when Louis LaLaurie packed his bags and moved out sometime in the early months of 1834. Now, losing her husband reportedly drove Delphine mad. Rumors spread that she was actually harming her slaves. And an incident in 1833 when a young slave within the household named Leah actually fell to her death in the courtyard, turned all eyes onto Marie Delphine um, Lalaurie. Now, the story of this that has been uh, that has been spread around is that she was uh, Leah, the slave, was brushing Madame Lalaurie's hair and actually like caught a snag in it. Like, you know, when you're brushing your hair, it gets snagged in there with a the brush. And she started, Madame Lalaurie started beating the slave and so profusely that she actually w ran away from her, opened, uh, opened up a window, climbed up to the roof and jumped off. Um, so that is that is one of the stories that uh, that happened there. So this, this slave girl was so terrified of what might happen to her. She rather would just 
die than than face the consequences. And this is one of the things, as I mentioned, that led to people starting to get suspicious of how she was treating her slaves. Now, there were rumors out there. There were some stories out there that stated that she actually was treating them very fairly. But then there are also rumors out there on the contrary, stating that she was not treating them well at all. Um, Actually, as a result of this, she was actually forced to set her slaves free. However, (laughs) it didn't actually work out. Her family bought those slaves and ended up returning them to Madame Lalaurie. So all all that work that, that may have been done to try and get those slaves away from her did not mean anything in the long run. So here is where everything hit the fan for the for the Lalaurie family. Um, and this was the fire that happened on April 10th, 1834. Fire breaks out in the mansion. And the wild thing is they don't even stop the party. They just kind of like move it to another part of the mansion. <laughs> so a fire broke out in the luxurious house owned by Delphine. The fire not only destroyed part of the house, it also brought to light seven slaves who were chained who were kept in the upper part of the building i will get that here get to that here in a moment so after this fire happened uh, or while it's going on delphine and louis actually left immediately on a boat to alabama and then took a boat to paris after that so they knew what was about to happen to them uh, because this fire had happened a bunch of people were going to try were went to the slave quarters to try and help, you know, free all these slaves so they didn't so they didn't all burn in the fire, you know, but they knew, oh shit, everyone's about to find out what terrible people we are. And I will get into that here in just a moment in terms of the state that these people, these slaves were found in. So it so it comes to they come to find out that the chef was the one that actually started the fire. Now the cook, uh, she was actually chained to the oven. She was never allowed to leave and she uh, started the fire to try and actually just kill herself because she was afraid she was eventually going to mess up and she would be taken to the top floor. And apparently whenever anyone ever went to the top floor, nobody ever returned. She was just so determined not to go there. She just tried to kill herself with um, via the fire. Now, this is where the story is about to get a little gruesome. So this is the part I talked to you guys about in the in the beginning um, as far as the uh, as, as far as what they found when they opened up. Uh, when they got to the top floor where these seven slaves have were found and they were found starved, tortured and chained in the upper part of the building. And the nearly helpless were carried to the uh, cabido, uh, cabildo where they received medical treatment, food and drink. Nearly 2000 people. I actually heard it was anywhere between two to 4,000 people actually came to view the victims appalled by the, uh, the wretched sight before them. People began to gather at the mansion in an expectation that the sheriff would arrest Delphine. However, as I mentioned, you know, her and Louis had they already peaced out, man. They were gone. <laughs> so, but here's some of the details in terms of the condition that they found these slaves in. Um, uh, one of them was hanging by the neck, uh, with their limbs hanging and stretching so far that they were they were actually starting to tear. Like you could see the skin beginning to tear. Um, some of them had their eyeballs sewn shut. Um, one of them, from what I heard, from what I read, um, had feces in their mouth with their mouth sewn shut. Uh, there were a couple of them that were their body parts had been rearranged, um, where like their bones had been broken um there was uh, a report of a, of a quote spider woman whose body parts were rearranged to make her look like a spider uh, just awful awful stuff genital mutilation bone um, one person had their bones broken and then rearranged so they could be stuffed inside of a box and then probably the most disturbing one is the the people that had holes drilled into their skulls 
with spoons next to them that were actually used to scramble their brains. And some of these people were actually still alive. So the ones that were dead were the lucky ones because their suffering had ended. But a few of them were actually still alive and they were just begging to be put out of their misery. And I would feel the same way. There's no way that I would want to be still alive after enduring that kind of awful, awful torture. Um, so while they're actually waiting for the sheriff to show up and, and you know, go into the house, a mob starts to form outside of the home. And eventually they just went in because they were they were pissed off. You know, uh, you can like, you know, this is back in the 1800s. You know, slavery was a, a, a normal thing, but they were still upset with when they found out, you know, what she had been doing to these people. And one of the things that uh, Kendall pointed out in her video is not a lot was known about the human body in the 1800s. And of course, this is no way trying to suggest that justify what was done but people back then because we did not know about the human body very much about it would like dig up grave sites and um just you know do experiments on human bodies because they were just curious you know what i mean like doesn't make it good but they just didn't know anything about you know about it so they would just do these messed up experiments and that may be one thing that they were just trying to do they were just they may have been just curious or they could have just been outright evil which is, is also also a possibility uh, as well so yeah they just uh they storm the mansion just completely destroy it because they they assume that they were going to that they were the lollaries were actually going to return they never did um the report is that louis lollary actually died in a hunting accident in paris of it um years later and the body of madame Dauphine matt lollary was actually never found there are rumors that she may have actually come back to new orleans um because there is actually a grave site a grave a headstone in new orleans that has her name on it um, but it stated that her year of birth, uh, year of death was 1842. Um, but the records in France so show that she died in 1849. So there's a little bit of confusion. Some people are wondering maybe she maybe she did return just under a, you know under a guise and under a, a, you know a new name and a new persona. Um, and then you know the, the year was used to kind of throw everybody off. But it is a mystery. Her body has never actually been found uh, a few years later when they were doing reconstruction on the man in the mansion construction workers actually found bones in the ground uh, in the backyard as well as in the walls so gosh who knows how many how many you know of these slaves met their unfortunate and because of because of the lollaries um, it did seem like it was more her that was performing these these acts as opposed to the husband although you know, he didn't really do anything to stop it. It's not like he is absolved of any guilt either, but still it did seem like it was her that had the more of the twisted mind. Now, some other interesting facts about this, uh, about the home, it's been used for a lot of different things. Um, but one of the crazier facts is that in 2007, Nicholas Cage actually bought the home for $3.45 million, but his name was nowhere on the paperwork. So it was like, I don't know, was he trying to keep his name you know, separated from the home. What were they doing in there? No one really knows. In 2009, the home actually foreclosed and it's now privately owned. Um, you, you unfortunately cannot go inside the home from what I have read and do like a ghost tour or anything like that. Um, you can take, you know, various tours around the city that will walk you by the home, but nobody is actually allowed in uh, aside from, you know, uh, television shows like Ghost Adventures has been there. The show uh, Portals to Hell on the Travel Channel, which is hosted by Jack Osborne, yeah, that Jack Osborne um, and, and his co-host. Gosh, I can't remember her name, but that, that's a very good show. 
as well. Um, but so, you know, some of the some of the ghost stories that have come out of Lollery Mansion are you know stuff that you you think you would you anticipate to hear from a place with this kind of history. You know, a lot of screaming, um, yells coming from inside the inside of the building as as well. I know uh, a woman that lived there said she had seen a young girl sitting on top of the roof, which may have been Leia, um, with the girl that jumped to her death. Um, they've seen a man in a top hat in the room as well, pots and pans clanging, you know, three uh, things like that. Um, whenever Jack Osborne was using a 3D mapping camera, which for those of you who are familiar with paranormal investigations, is one of those cameras that can actually, it's able to identify a humanoid figure um, that cannot be seen by the naked eye. So that showed up there um, while he was walking through the kitchen, which is a pretty, pretty crazy thing. Yeah. So those are just kind of, you know, some of the things that people see and hear in the mansion. Um, there's not too many, uh, like I said, because unfortunately it's not open to the public, there aren't as many stories that I was able to find, um, but they are definitely out there. Really the main story is just how you know, just the, just the awful things that were done to these slaves. And they were already in slavery, which was just a horrible thing. But then to be subjected to that additional torture, man, I just can't even imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, that's that's the Lollary Mansion. Like I said, uh, something I have always wanted to cover here on the podcast. And I'm happy I was able to get that up this episode out um, through the coughing and the sneezing. I hope I hope it wasn't too distracting. I appreciate you guys for the continued support. Uh, Once again, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere you're listening to your podcast. One of the best ways to support us, by the way, is going on Facebook or going on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. That is one of the best ways to help support the podcast, and that will help us get recognized in the future and hopefully let us continue to grow here in 2020. Um, A lot of you guys listen to us all over the globe in 2019 and that was really just baffling to both eric and i and man it's <laughs> the fact that you guys want to listen to a couple of kids from jacksonville florida just talk about uh, what they're passionate about is really just overwhelming and we cannot thank you guys enough for the continued support um so but that is it for me this week on wait for it wednesday thank you so much for listening guys you know all the news when it comes to entertainment anime tv movies wrestling sports you can get it all here the only thing you have to do is wait for it we'll see you next time guys this is the wait for it podcast 